What's up, Wizards fans and NBA nerds? My name is Bryce Haas, and you're listening to the Wizards Hoops Analyst Podcast on the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, a podcast giving you game-by-game breakdowns of everything Wizards. Hey, Hoop Heads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of the Wizards Hoops Analyst. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, including Cavaliers Central, Knuck If You Buck, 305 Culture, Spanning the Spurs, Hashtag Lakers, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, and At The Buzzer. Plus, our coaching-focused podcast, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, and The Green Light. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoop Heads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, Hoop Heads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S-E. And use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. (laughs) It's good to be back, I guess. Um, Yeah, that game was kind of ugly. The Wizards uh, just lost to the Memphis Grizzlies. 127 to 112. Um, the Wizards fall to 14 and 21 on the season. The Grizzlies improved to uh, 17 and 16. Um, coming into this game, the Grizzlies were 16 and 16. Obviously, um, they had a plus 0.3 point differential, which was good for 13th in the NBA. Um, they're 21st in offense with an offensive rating of 110.7, and they were seventh in defense with a defensive rating of 110.3. Um, yeah, I mean, like. Yeah, I talked about it. So the Wizards played the Grizzlies like 10 days ago. Um, it was that game where like John Moran had like 35 points. Um, the Wizards lost by like a pretty similar margin, I think. So they lost that one by, I think, 14, and they lost this one by 15. Um, but yeah, that game was also ugly. This game this game was pretty ugly. Um, it was not a great game down the stretch. It wasn't the most entertaining game um, for, I guess, a Wizards fan. But I love watching the Grizzlies play basketball. Like To me, they're so, so fun to watch. They, like So and like going into the fourth quarter, um, the Grizzlies' um, win probability was about eighty nine percent. So, yeah, not super exciting. But I I'd really like watching the Grizzlies play basketball. I talked about that a lot on um, the last podcast um, when the Wizards played the Grizzlies. They're to me they're just super fun to watch the way they play defense, the way they get out of transition, um, just their offensive scheme in general. Um, all that I'll talk about that um, on the podcast. Uh, just to go over some of the um, actually I'll go over some of the player stats first. Um, Jonas Valanciunas was insane. He grabbed nine offensive rebounds, which is like out of this world for a single game to grab nine offensive rebounds. He had 29 points, 20 total rebounds, um, four block shots. He was plus 17 on the night, which is crazy. He played 32 minutes. 
Um, the other player that had a really incredible night was Dylan Brooks, who was just all over the place defensively. He was incredible. And like he didn't take some of the patented stupid Dylan Brooks shots that he likes to take, um, which is a good thing. He, he was awesome tonight. Um, John Moran, obviously, you know, 21 points, um, plus 17 on the night, uh, 10 assists, 6 rebounds. He was 7 of 14 from the field and 7 of 12 from the free throw line. So he ended up with 21 points on 20 shooting possessions. So, you know, whatever. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, oh, I got uh, Kyle Anderson was back. Uh, he didn't play last time against the Wizards. Um, he had 13 points plus 3 in only 23 minutes. Um, they're slowly bringing him back. I don't remember exactly what his injury was, um, but he was back. Um, I like watching Kyle Anderson play. He's fun to watch. Um, in terms of the Wizards, Beal had 21 points, which I didn't even realize until right now, but on um, 26 shooting possessions, so super inefficient. He was 6 for 22 on the night, 8 of 8 at the line, 1 for 8 from 3, uh, minus 12 on the night in 34 minutes. Just, I mean, Dylan Brooks. I mean, that he was he did an incredible job regarding Beal, but also the Grizzlies came up with a great game plan to play against Beal, um, which I'll talk about later. Russell Westbrook, 20 points, 10 and 19 from the field, all one from the free throw line. So 20 points on 19 and a half shooting possessions, 10 assists. Um, he had his moments. He was up and down the whole entire game. Um, and yeah, I guess like Avdia had 13 points, uh, most of them in the first half where he, he made a couple threes. Um, but down the stretch, he was really bad. Bertans had 13 points, but he was minus 14, three to seven from three. Just I'll talk about his defense later. Um, that's pretty much it in terms of all the Wizards players. Um, just to go over the four factors and overview type stuff. Um, so the Wizards' um, offense rating was 103.7, terrible. Uh, Grizzlies' offense rating was 114.5, which is good. Um, so obviously the Grizzlies won. Their um, effective field goal percentage was nine points higher than the Wizards'. Um, they actually, the Wizards didn't turn the ball over that much, um, which is kind of weird to say because it seemed like they kind of did, um, but only 8.3% turnover rate, which isn't that bad. Uh, Grizzlies were at 14.5. Um, actually, no, 8.3% turnover rate is really, really good. I don't know, not that bad. That's awesome. That's in the 93rd percentile. Um, it seemed worse than that just watching it, but hey, good for them. Um, Grizzlies offense rebound rate, that was like insane. Um, their offensive rebound rate was 34%, which is in the 90th percentile. That's absolutely insane. Wizards' offensive rebound rate was 13.6%, um, which is in the 4th percentile. Um, just to go over the hard numbers on offensive rebounds, um, the Grizzlies had 14 offensive rebounds, and the Wizards had 6. So if you get 8 more offensive rebounds, it's 8 more chances at a shot and a possession. That's a big difference in a basketball game. Um, and, I mean, it was part of the reason why the Grizzlies won by so many points. Um, free throw rate, uh, Wizards got the line more than Grizzlies, but the major things, just going over the four factors, are Grizzlies shot the ball better. And they got way more offensive rebounds. That's the difference in the game. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about is just how insane, like, just part of the... So the Wizards... Now I'll tell, <laughs> I don't know how to put this into words, I guess. Um, but the Wizards... So their whole defensive scheme is about not letting teams get all the way to the paint. Um, they play a pretty deep drop coverage just because, like, part of it is because personnel, because of Len and Lopez's um, limitations in terms of moving their feet. But that's also pretty much what they ran last year with a... Um, pretty deep drop. Um, so just going over, just to put it into context, I want to um, pull up their, I want to see their defensive stats. How do I look at their defensive stats? Team stats, obviously. Um, so I'm just, right now I'm trying to pull up their defensive shooting frequency stats. Um, so in terms of allowing shots at the rim, they are first in the NBA. They only allow 25% of the shots at the rim. Um, in terms of short mid, they allow the most short mid and long mid shots in the NBA, which is exactly what you want. And in terms of allowing threes, they allow the 15th most threes. So they, in terms of shot location, where the other team shoots from, the Wizards do an incredible job. But the Grizzlies are kind of ridiculous in their own right, um, I guess, from based on 
um, what they do, like what they like to do offensively. Um, so in terms of the Grizzlies shooting frequency, they shoot the most shots from short mid, which is like 4 to 14 feet as defined by cleaning the glass. At 30.3% of the shots, I like to shoot from short mid, and they make 44.5%, which isn't that good. Um, and in this game, they just look like they're making everything for the most part. They shot 32 shots from um, inside the paint and outside the restricted area, which is it's just an insane amount. They're free, so the frequency in that was 33% in the 96th percentile um, for how many short mid shots they took. And they made 54.5% of those looks, which is in the 83rd percentile. And if you make, if you shoot shots in the half court that you make 54.5% of the time, that is good offense. Um, I don't know what else to say. That's good offense. They made 100% of their long mid shots. How many did it take? They only took 1%. Okay, so they only took one. Okay, so <laughs> I was about to say. Um, and they took 45%. So the, and the Grizzlies barely sh- shot any threes at all this game. So in terms of total three-point shooting, um, the Memphis Grizzlies shot... 23 shots from three and they're eight for 23 um so those 23 total shots from three um gives them a three-point attempt rate of 21 percent which is in the first percentile and they only made 34.8 percent of their shots from three but they were so good around the rim and in short mid and getting offense rebounds and shooting again at the rim that they had an incredibly efficient offensive night and like i don't want to hear anyone say anything about like analytics tells you to shoot threes blah blah blah. analytics tells you to take the best shots that will give you the most efficient offense um what analytics is about in terms of like just any industry like i don't know why people act so weird about analytics in sports like analytics optimizes everything for like every single industry and it does the same thing in basketball like if someone is shooting like 100 from mid-range analytics is going to tell you to shoot mid-range jump shots and if you're shooting like 55% from short mid, analysts is going to tell you to keep shooting the short mid-range shots. Those are those turn into good shots if you shoot that high of a clip from short mid. Um, and they shot better from they shot about the same from short mid as they did at the rim. Um, so if you if you're going to make those shots and take those shots, the Grizzlies love taking those shots, and it's a lot of it's because of personnel. Um, John Moran's floater is really really good. Um, Balanchunas has a decent floater. Like Kyle Anderson has a decent floater. Even like Dylan Brooks is a decent floater. <laughs> and, um, I could go on and Brandon Clark is, has a pretty good floater. Like even like Xavier Tillman has a decent floater. Like, I don't know why they just happen to have all these guys that have decent floaters, but that's just how their team is built. And they shot 32 shots in floater range and they made a bunch. Um, so that's what's going to happen. They also shot 41 shots from at the rim, which is a very high mark, um, number, but they only made 23. So they're 23 or 41 around the rim, which is not a great number, but it's still above average efficiency. Um, seven for 20 from above the big three, uh, one or three from corner three. The wizard shot chart on the other hand was not as great. They got 34 shots at the rim, um, which is not bad actually. Um, so in terms of frequency, that's in the 70th percentile, which is pretty good. Um, that's a lot higher than they usually are. So I am actually pretty happy with that. Um, part of that is because like it was, um, just like their scheme, uh, scheme wise, um, you know, playing, uh, balance units and drop coverage, but also, um, just having him camp out in the paint, it made it hard to finish around the rim. Um, but the Wizards could get there because um, Balanchunas was kind of just waiting there, uh, waiting for players to come at him. And the Wizards only made half their shots at the rim, which isn't great. Um, they were seven twenty-four from, sh- or not twenty-four, seven to twelve um, from short mid, um, three of thirteen from long mid, and they didn't shoot the three ball well at all. Um, just to go over the guys who were shooting the three for the Washington Wizards, um, Beal was one for eight, and that's pretty much the major thing. Like Avdia was three for five, which is great. Um, Bertans was 2-for-7, which is fine. Um, Garrison Matthews, 2-for-3, which is good. Westbrook was 0-for-3, um, per usual. And Wagner was 0-for-4. They weren't... Okay, I'll talk about... So the Grizzlies' defensive scheme is something that I definitely want to talk about coming into this game because 
I guess, like coming out the All-Star group break, um, Taylor Jenkins um, must have used the practice time a lot better than Brooks did. Except Brooks, like, I don't think he coached practice yesterday because he's in the COVID protocol. Um, so that may have had an impact on the game. Uh, but their scheme was basically just have Dylan Brooks face guard Bradley Beal 94 feet, which is something you normally don't see in the NBA. Like, but Brooks is, Brooks was awesome at face guarding Bradley Beal, just the whole length of the court, making it hard for Beal to even like come off down screens, which the Wizards love to do. Like the Wizards well, run tons of pin downs for Bradley Beal, and Brooks um got top side of him. But also, um they the Grizzlies were able to like because most of the screens were set by Mo Wagner. The Grizzlies were not guarding Mo Wagner at all on the perimeter, so they were able to drop um Jonas Valanciunas into the paint when Mo, Mo Wagner set a downstream for Bradley Beal, um and. You know, Beal couldn't do that backdoor cut that he loves to do, that he's really, really good at when teams top lock him. Um, so he was kind of stuck. Um, so a lot of times what he would do was come off the underside of the Mo Wagner screen, um, which he's good at. But then, like, Brooks was still right there. Um, Brooks, would, I mean, like, they did that last time they played the Grizzlies. Um, Beal was rather effective at doing that. Um, but Brooks adjusted. He did a better job of guarding that action when Beal would go to that. Um, and... He prevented Beal from like scoring the ball. Um, he prevented Beal from getting good shots. He did an incredible job. Um, but also, like Scott Brooks, like you have to adjust. You can't just keep running the same pin downs. And also, if you run a pin down, run it with someone else. Um, if um, Berton sets a pin down, then you can't really just help all the way off in the paint because, like, how can you do that? Um, now, I will say that if like Mo Wagner was on the floor ever, they're just helping off in the paint. So even if um, it wasn't the guy guarding the pin down, it was someone else helping off in the paint. But then adjust. Adjust your lineup. Take Wagner out of the game. Put someone else in who can shoot, who can space the floor. Get five people that can shoot and see what they do. See how they guard it. Like, you got to be able to think on the fly as a coach. You got to make adjustments. Like, and if you're down 15 points, the other team has a 90% chance to win, just throw a crazy lineup out there. At that point, you have nothing to lose. Um, you need to play with a higher variability if you're losing by so many points. And if your win percentage is so low, if you have a 10% chance to win and you throw just a random high variability lineup out there that could score a bunch of points and win you the game or could make you lose by 50, if you lose by 50 or lose by 15, it doesn't really matter. Um, but if it gives you a chance to win by one, then you got to throw, like you got to start throwing stuff at the wall at some point. And Scott Brooks doesn't really do that. Like, I don't know how many coaches really, really do that in general, um, which would be a critique I have about coaching in general because like I would rather lose a game by 50 points trying to win than lose a game by 15 points trying to stay in it um, and keep doing what I'm doing. Like to me, that doesn't make any sense. Um, so I, I would love to see some sort of crazy lineup with like, I don't know, like Bertans, Troy Brown, Garrison Matthews, Howell Neto and Bradley Beal um, just to try to space the floor and try to dare the Grizzlies to like not guard um, someone on the perimeter to try to help out on Beal. And then see how that goes when we're just shooting wide open threes. And then I guess <laughs> that lineup wouldn't play any defense. But, you know, um, you got to try something at some point. Um, and I, I just didn't. Under, uh, I guess I'll keep talking about the Grizzlies. So um, they're playing a drop with uh, Valanciunas. He did a pretty good job of protecting the rim. Just a big body down there. Pretty good with his position. He gets vertical. Um, Kyle Anderson, good weak side defender. Um, I mean, Desmond Bain is really, really good as a help side defender. Even like Brandon Clark is good. Xavier Tillman is good. Like all these guys, they just have a, even like D'Anthony Melton is awesome. Um, D'Anthony Melton would come in. Whenever he was in the game, at the same time as Davis Bertans, he would be the one. Like they would also give Bertans like not necessarily the Bradley Beal treatment, but like the top lock face guard treatment, and then just help off everyone else. Like they were not concerned in the slightest about anyone else on the Wizards shooting, not named um, Bradley Beal and Davis Bertans, and I guess Garrison Matthews. Um, so just look at the Wizards three frequency. They didn't shoot the ball a ton, um, but that's just because like who, the guys that were open and catching the ball were Mo Wagner and Russell Westbrook, um, and those guys don't want to shoot. Even like Rui Hachimura doesn't want to shoot. Um, and the Grizzlies know this. The Grizzlies do um, have done one of the better jobs um, that I've seen of any team of just leaving Wizards shooters open. 
Um, another team was like the Knicks did a good job, the Celtics did a good job. Like those type of teams, like they are just generally known to um, be good at those types of things. But Grizzlies came in with a great game plan and they executed really well and the Wizards offensive rating sucked. Um, something else I will say is that um, the Wizards did go to some interesting actions to get Beal good looks. Um, the Wizards, whenever Beal was used as a screener for batons or just like as a screener in general, I thought it worked out pretty well. Um, I thought that the Wizards should have gone to that more. Um, but Bertans also being used as a screen for Beal worked pretty well. Um, the Wizards ran a couple actions that they really liked. That one like blind pig handoff action that they love to run um, where Beal starts like way out on the top of the floor. He just sprints down. Um, they throw the pass in to the, from, the, um, from one side to the other to the uh, elbow and then he, Beal sprints off the handoff. That's a really good set. They ran that like once and it worked pretty well. And they didn't go to it again. Um, coming out of the half, they ran that one set where it's a swing and then another swing. And then after the second swing, Beal comes off a down screen into the corner. Um, that set worked well. They only ran it like two or three times, but it it worked well. Like, I don't understand why they didn't want to go back to that. Um, the Wizards, like, I don't know why. I don't know. They ran um, their stack action like twice. Um, they didn't really get much out of it, but I think that that's also another good counter. Like, you got to have some more counters to teams guarding Beal like that because more and more teams are doing that against Bradley Beal because he is so good at scoring. And not only is he so good at scoring, but he's like the only guy in the Wizards who can reliably create shots. So teams are going to key on key in on him because if they take Beal out of the game, like, this is what happens. Like, no one else can really do anything. Like, Westbrook, yeah, he was fine. He could create for others. Like, he had some really good moments in terms of passing. Like, I'll talk about Westbrook's passing for a second. Like, he's gotten so good at being able to drive in and then read um, the defense to know when to kick it out to the uh, weak side corner. Um, but it looks great when the weak side corner guy is a shooter, and it does not look as great when he's not a shooter because Westbrook makes a great kickout pass to a guy who's open, and it's just like a record scratch. Like, he's he doesn't shoot. Um, then it's like Westbrook's like, what am I supposed to do? Because if they're collapsing in and Westbrook kicks out a great pass and doesn't shoot, like, not much more Westbrook can do. Um, so, yeah, not to defend Westbrook, but... Um, he probably would have more assists if he was on a better team. Um, he's just a good passer. But he had <laughs> some brutal turnovers, too. Um, Westbrook was actually plus three on the night, um, which is pretty good for playing 36 minutes. So he was plus three on the night. The 12 minutes Westbrook didn't play, the team was minus 18, which is crazy, actually, because Westbrook was terrible defensively. I have to talk about um, – I'll talk about the Wizards' ball screen defense um, super quick. Um so what they were doing against the Grizzlies was they're going under pretty much everything besides like, I don't know, they're going over like some Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks screens. I don't understand the theory behind that, but they're pretty much going under everything. Um, and then they're playing a drop coverage with Mo Wagner and Robin Lopez and Oxlund. A couple of times they would have Mo Wagner come out um, on the floor a little bit, but like that wasn't, they didn't really do that too often. Um, so yeah, what Westbrook was doing, like he, like a couple of times he did a good job of fighting over the initial screen, but the Grizzlies are really, really good at um, like rescreening and stuff like that. Um, and then like Westbrook, whenever he get caught behind someone, he'd go for that like thing where you try to poke the ball out from behind someone. Like that's like crap people do in the park. Uh, that's not what people do in the NBA because it's, it just completely takes you out of play. You never get that steal against NBA players. So I don't know what he, like he did that like so many times and it would just completely take him out of the play. It would lead to like a two on a two on one or a three on two. Um, just because Westbrook's taking himself out of the play, and then it's just like two guys against the one big, and then if the guy properly rotates from the weak side corner, then you know you're, and then it's just an easy kick out. Um, so Westbrook just has to stop doing that. Like that was brutal to watch. Um, yeah, I guess I also talk about Mo Wagner. He should not have played 22 minutes in this game. Like, give me a break. Um, Mo Wagner, um, what he gives you is offense. 
Like Mo Wagner is a downgrade, a big downgrade from Robin Lopez on defense. Um, Mo Wagner makes sense if you want someone to get out on the floor and pick and roll coverage and run a variety of coverages. But the Wizards weren't doing that tonight. They just weren't. Um, so and then um, so Robin Lopez is a better defender. He did a much better job on the glass against um, what's his face? Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Um, Jonas Valanciunas. Um, Mo Wagner had two defensive rebounds in 22 minutes. Um, Robin Lopez had four defensive rebounds in 23 minutes. Uh, that's not like greatest stat but like the eye test you know passes robin lopez is a really really good box out guy um and mo wagner isn't um that's part of the big criticism of mo wagner that he's not very physical in, in the paint at all um so why would he play so many minutes about you against Jonas Valanciunas? and he was giving you nothing on offense the reason mo wagner plays is because he's a much better offensive player than alex Lend and robin lopez so if he's going to be on the floor, he better be giving you something on offense. He shouldn't be a huge negative where Jonas Valanciunas is just playing free safety the whole entire time while Wagner's on the floor. Why is he on the floor if he can't give you anything on offense? That's why he's on the floor. It doesn't make sense. Um, the theory behind that made no sense. Garrison Matthews only played 15 minutes. Come on. Garrison Matthews defends and he shoots. That's exactly what the, this Wizards team needs. Why is he only playing 15 minutes in this game? Even like Troy Brown played 13 minutes. Thank goodness he's fine in the rotation. He's so much better defensively than like almost everyone else besides Garrison Matthews on the wing. Um... He needs to play more minutes. He played 13 minutes. He was plus three. He looked good. He played defense. He got around screens. He can shoot the ball. He can pass. Like, he can dribble. Like, he had three assists in 13 minutes. Come on. Like, he's got to play more. Um, He can run, pick, and roll. Um, And, again, like, the thing that Troy Brown can actually do is get around ball screens, especially in the Memphis Grizzlies. Their offense is so ball screen heavy. Troy Brown Jr. should be guarding John Morant the whole game. Um, Russell Westbrook could not guard John Morant. Like, that was a terrible matchup. Russell Westbrook is not good at all at getting around ball screens. But Troy Brown is. He's really, really good at getting, getting around screens. He's really good at blowing up actions. He's really good at getting into um, the ball handlers just like in his grill, not letting him use the screen. Like, why isn't he playing more? He was the perfect matchup for this. You know who else was? Isak Bongo would have been a great um, player to play in this game. Um, but Scott Brooks, I don't, I don't understand the rotation stuff at this point. Um, Obviously, played half the game. Like, Obviously, was terrible. Oh, I got to talk about Bertans. Was like the, that was like a terrible defensive game. Um, there's two times in transition where he gave up open layups to the other team because he was picking up a man instead of picking up the paint. Um, in transition, you want to pick up the paint first. Otherwise, the other team's going to be shooting an open layup. That's like stuff you learn in third grade. Like, I don't know what Bertans is doing. Like, ah. man, like, we're finally back. Um, it's good to be back, I guess, talking about all the intricacies of the Wizards' terrible defense and some of their offense struggles. Um... Yeah, I guess I'll just I'll go through my notes and that'll be it. Um, this was the most exciting game, so I don't want to make this too long. Um, to pull up my notes. Uh, yeah, I talked about in the very beginning, like from the first play of the game, they weren't guarding Mo Wagner at all. Um, Grizzlies. Oh yeah, at some points they were actually. Um, so. In pick and rolls without Jonas Valanciunas, they were hard hedging. And then Jonas Valanciunas, like usually when you hard hedge a pick and roll, you have the weak side corner come over and um, tag the roller until the um, player that was guarding the screener gets back. Um, the Grizzlies just didn't, like they just had Jonas Valanciunas just sitting in the paint, like relaxing. So I don't know why, what the theory was behind setting, like running pick and roll without Mo Wagner. And also something I have to say, if you if they're going to play Mo Wagner like that, run handoffs the exact same way the Miami Heat do with Bradley Beal. Why wouldn't you do something like that? It, it's frustrating because it's such low-hanging fruit. Like, it doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, I, I talked about that. <laughs> Run action with um, Beal and Wagner to draw out, you know, Zvonchunas. Like, well, why wouldn't you do that? Um, force him to come out on the floor. Um, 
Or else, like, why not bring have Bradley Beal bring the ball up the court? Um, that didn't make much sense to me. So then he can initiate action instead of having him try to just run off off ball, where Brooks is doing an incredible job of denying him the ball. Um, I talked about uh, defense with Robin Lopez in the game. Um, yeah, I talked about um, Beal screening for Batons and how good that looks. <laughs> I wrote my notes, run that more, please. Um, they they didn't really do it that much more. <laughs> um, um, oh, Memphis had this great action. It was like an empty side handoff. Um, and then, it, so both times it flowed into a drop down pass where um, Jonas Valanciunas just got wide open layups. Because the way we're, so it was like a deep empty side um, handoff where like Jonas Valanciunas was handing it off like almost near the corner um, to the guy who started in the corner would come off the handoff. Um, and then the drop down pass, like, so they would draw the help from whoever was guarding Valanciunas um, as he was rolling. And then no one was there to help the helper, um, because the weak side corner was empty. So that was just a great action that they only went to twice and it worked twice. I don't know why they didn't go to that more. Um, I talked about, I, I wrote in my notes that I've never seen a team make more floaters and it was ridiculous. Um, Beals can go to nine feet. Talked about that. Um, great job and help. Um, collapsed off all the right guys. Talked about that. Um, Jaws great at getting, getting to the rim, pick and roll. Like Jaws, awesome. Um, really, really good ball handler. Um, super athletic. I love watching John Morant play, and like his body control is insane. I think I talked about that on the last pod. Um, oh, the Wizards pre switched the screen one time to de- to defend the pick and roll at the end of the ha- first half, and it was pretty cool. Um, so Mo Wagner was guarding the screener. Um, they pre switched to have Troy Brown guarding him. Troy Brown switched, did a great job at containing John Morant. Um, and I thought that was awesome. Uh, but they only did that like once. Um, I talked about the first play of the second half. Um, Westbrook, I talked about that stupid swipe move um, that Westbrook does. Um, Winslow, oh yeah, Winslow was trying to execute the face guard against Bradley Beal because Brooks had like four fouls in the third quarter. Um, yeah, Winslow just wasn't as good. He's not as quick as I remember him being in Minnesota. Not Minnesota. Um, whatever it's called, Miami. Um, just because he's had like a degenerative hip injury, so I guess that's that's what it'll do to your lateral quickness. It might uh, might make you a little bit less laterally quick. Um, I talked about that blind pig action, mix up ball screen coverage. I talked about that. Um, Bertans transition defense. Um, that's oh yeah. So I guess one last thing I want to talk about. I have to give another shout out to Zach Kleinman. I think his name was um the GM of the Grizzlies. This team's awesome. Um, so just to go through their rotation, they have Kyle Anderson, Jonas Valanciunas, John Morant, Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, um, Justice Winslow, Brandon Clark, Xavier Tillman, Tyus Jones, Anthony Melton. Everyone except for John Morant is just a really good defender. All of them, or all of them besides Valanciunas, can switch. Um, they all move their feet well. Um, they all play really, really hard. Um, just an offensive, defense, awesome um, group. They also have Jer- um, Grayson Allen, who plays for them a lot. Um, I love watching them play. Um, great squad for Taylor Jenkins. Taylor Jenkins does a great job. Their um, GM has done a great job. And just all the credit in the world to them for building a team so quickly that is actually competitive. Um, and that's all I got. So the next Wizards game is Friday, I believe, at 8 o'clock. The Wizards play against the 76ers without Ben Simmons. I was so excited to watch Ben Simmons um, guard Bradley Beal for the whole game. Um, but that's not going to happen, unfortunately. So we'll kind of see how Mo Wagner does against Joel Embiid. That might get ugly. Uh, oh, man. Um, yeah, that's not going to be good. So, um, yeah, definitely tune into that. And I have a podcast coming out um, that day or the next day. Thank you for listening to the Wizards Hoops Analyst Podcast on the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. Please don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Hoops Wizards Pod. I'll see you next time.